This CRC Break Lean 150 Betting Picks edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with Circa Survivor and Circa Millions Contest. $14 million up for grabs. You want that? Get all the details at CircaSports.com. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Oh, trucks, how we've missed you. It is, of course, the truck version, a truck edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. I know that it wasn't a long time ago that the trucks took the track, but any week without them is always a sad week. But we get to welcome them back to the Tricky Triangle in Pocono, Pennsylvania to have some fun. Long Pond is the place. The uh, three-legged track that is the Pocono Raceway is the place. And, uh, yeah, Cody, we're, we're in for some truck action. Um, and, of course, wouldn't be a truck race without some cup drivers, right? Just a couple of cup drivers. We, uh, we have not missed a truck series outright bet since June 3rd, Rod. What? Just wanted to point that out. There's only been two races in that. <laughs> but we've still hit the truck, though, the winner for both of them. Carson Hosevar at Nashville and Corey Heim two weeks ago at Mid Ohio. I see what you uh, did there. We're both Heim. Heim was uh, seven to one, and Hosevar was, gosh, what was he? he? Was like eight to one, ten to one, something like that. So, uh, yeah, it's been been a good little run for the trucks. So we have missed them because, uh, yeah, they're they're fun to bet on, and uh, we've been doing pretty pretty good on those. They are fun to bet on, but also here's the thing. So we are, we always talk about when the the Cup drivers are in these these truck rides that it it suppresses the odds for the truck drivers the regulars in ways that kind of benefit us but cody i'm telling you right now i didn't really like the odds this this week and i also didn't like well i mean there was a few that we like obviously we always say that we find something at the very least for you but i don't know if it was me maybe it was just me but I, I didn't like the head-to-heads. I didn't really like the top five odds. I don't know. I was, was not very impressed with the offerings this week. Were you? For for which series you weren't? For the truck series. For the truck series? Oh, I love the truck series. I didn't. I, I love everything. Like, trucks in it. I was talking about Cup yesterday was was kind of rough for me. I was having a hard time. Trucks and Xfinity were. Full. I used the full sheet on trucks. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, or not I did. When you went to enter, but we have usually we, we leave uh, one thing off. But I was like, no, I'm I'm putting it all in there this week because I kept finding more and more things I liked. I'm super excited to bet on the trucks this week. Uh, there is a lot of Cup Series guys in here, which can make things uh, go both ways, right? So we've talked about it before. 
obviously Kyle Busch could lead every race, every lap in this race, win the whole thing, dominate everything, but it does push up other guys' odds, make them better, uh, and, and finds better bets for us, I think, in my opinion. Um, so to cover the guys, there's 39 trucks for 36 spots at Pocono. Kaz Grala is going to be in the number one, the Tricon rotator car truck, rather. Uh, Ross Chastain is back in the 41 for Nice. Kyle Busch in his own 51. Christopher Bell is back in the Hattori 61 truck. And Parker Clearman back in the 75 truck that he has been racing a few times this season. Yeah, and, you know, again, with Kyle Busch being in the truck series, it's basically the the shift of attention. It's That's kind of where you're at on that one. But you're right, Christopher Bell making kind of a surprise start in this as well. Uh, it, it'll be interesting and it'll be fun. I mean, obviously, we know Pocono is one of those races where um, if you're a cup driver, it's just as easy to run this as it is anything else. So, uh, but having all three series in action, I don't know. Maybe, Cody, I was in a bad mood today. I don't know. Maybe maybe I just wasn't in the right mindset or what do they call it? The the headspace, mind space to, to find good stuff on there. Or maybe I was just pissed because um, Kyle Busch is there and, you know, you kind of feel like, well... What the hell else? And then, of course, there wasn't too many on the... There was Only Caesars really had a full offering, and I think that's what kind of pissed me off, too, because I went trying to look around and shop around for other ones, and nobody else had more than outrights. And I was like, come on, guys. Yeah. Get, it's it's Wednesday. been a rough week for that because, I mean, we didn't get Truck Series outrights until last night as we were recording the Cup Series things. Truck kind of started to trickle out. We didn't get much more until a little bit later today. Again, Caesar's really the only place as as we're recording this on uh I don't know what day it is, but Wednesday <laughs> Wednesday evening I guess I think it is. Uh, all the days just run together really. They're all the same. Uh but uh there's only only trucks or only Caesar's has the variety of stuff out for the trucks other than outrights some other places have, but um and then Xfinity like we didn't even see Xfinity outrights until this afternoon and then finally Caesar's has a full slate now so we'll be able to do Xfinity tomorrow. If you're used to listening to this show, usually we do Xfinity before trucks, but had to do trucks first because when we were putting the show together, Xfinity wasn't even, there was not even outright available, which was weird. So um, a strange week as far as that goes. And I don't know if that has something to do with all the, the ringers, quote unquote, the, you know, there's a lot of guys crossing series with it all being in Pocono this weekend. So maybe that's got something to do with it, but definitely has been a weird week for that. Um, I've really... <laughs> zoned in on a couple of guys i think that probably makes it easier for me because i just bet on two or three different guys in different ways so i guess that makes it makes it a little easier for guys i just love this weekend but uh yeah i don't know just definitely not as many options as you hope as usual but uh i think there's a lot of fun stuff here i'm super excited and keep in mind rod over the last nine races let me let me find the statistic. Well, find the statistic, but I got to take a second real quick. This is a good tease. Hang on. Hang on to that thought because Circus Sports has something to say. Circus Sports and Circa Millions and Circus Survivor are back. And $14 million are up for grabs for the Circa Millions contest. You get five NFL picks against the spread each week to try to make those millions. Circus Survivor, do exactly what you would any other Survivor tournament that you're in, but picking different Moneyline winners each week to try to advance. Best part about this, you can enter from Vegas and play anywhere else in the world. Plus, if you go to Vegas at the end of August, you can catch Sean and Ryan from the Sports Gambling Podcast proper. They're going to be there having some fun with you and Circa Sports. You want more details? 
Get them all right now at CircusSports.com. That's CircusSports.com for all of the details. All right, everybody's on the edge of their seats now. Cody, what what were you going to say before the break? Okay, what I was going to say, ten in the last ten Truck Series races that Kyle Busch has entered, how many to- how many times would you guess he has won, Rod? So of the last ten, and this is this is exactly why we talk about this too, because Kyle Busch can be got. I'm going to say, if you were to set the over under at four, I would say under. So I'd probably say you about did. four. You did hit it. Uh, two. He's only won two Ooh. of the last ten races that he's entered in the Truck Series. It seems like every time he comes down to the Truck Series, he just flat out dominates. He just flat out wins. But that is just not the case. And so if you look at the odds, they obviously reflect that because he's been very dominant over the years coming down to the Truck Series. There's been years where he's won all five races that he's been allowed to enter. Uh, most you know, recently was it 2021? I think in the Xfinity Series, like he had the full sweep, and you could buy all the different diecasts because they were all different cool cars for for JGR and stuff. And so you look at the odds, he's plus 150 to win, right? And then it's a drop to Ross Chastain at plus 600. No fucking thank you. And then it's Chris Bell at plus 800. Obviously, you've got your cup guys up near the top there. And then it's the Zane Smith, the Corey Himes of the world after that. Um, but just my point on that, and uh, I should probably look at your bets before I, I go talking too crazy. But uh, I don't think you're on Kyle Busch, well, are you? So here's well, here's the thing. Oh, okay. I found a creative way to do it. So yes, this is and that's exact. It's the exact same situation that we did last week, right? John Hunter Nemechek, in our opinion, was not worth betting at plus two sixty. But if you could work him into a parlay and make it a thirty to one, made it worth it. Guess what? That thirty to one did cash. You're doing something similar this week, which I absolutely love. Yes, damn, that's good, Rod. Shout out to you. I like it. Thanks, uh, buddy. That was that the one. Great, that was the one that I was excited about. I'll tell you that right now. That yes, I put no, that one I, in I first. That's the way to do it because again, if if he leads every single lap of this, he laps the entire field at Pocono, which would be crazy. Like it wouldn't really shock anybody, right? Nobody be surprised. Plus one fifty. If you price him any more, we would bet on him. But I don't think at plus one fifty. You take him the outright here again. Two of the last ten truck series races he's entered, he's won. You've got other cup guys in this, and as we're going to make the case for, or at least I'm going to make the case for, truck series regulars can and have beat him time and time again lately, and uh, it's it's a different world in the truck series these days. So I just wanted to uh, to to touch on that. And and listen, that's an absolutely valid point. That's exactly the reason why we have told you every single week that Kyle Busch has been in. Don't go heavy on a Kyle Busch win because you never know what's going to happen. And really, it's not as if his cup ride is going great as of late, too. We talked about that in the Cup Series uh, episode. But of course, I mean, this is a track that is unlike any other. This is a track where you really do need to have past success muscle memory you have to know how this goes because as we broke it down the three legs of this track in Pocono each have different corners each has a different feel to it like this is a a track that is unlike any other and you can't really comp I mean I know that people are going to try I know that people are going to say well if you look at the short track or uh, not short track even because you can't how you gonna look at short track on a two and a half mile track but it's not a super speedway it's not an intermediate oval. It's not a short track. It's not a road course. It's Pocono. So you really have to lean heavy on past experience here. And, you know, when you look back at, at Kyle's Cup 
series uh, uh, career here and even his truck series career here, like it's it's hard to ignore the success. So again, like Cody said, obviously you can build around it. We can do exactly like we do in F1, right? Take Max Verstappen and say, well, he's probably going to win. But how can we get creative in making it profitable for us should he do what he's expected to do? So, um, and, and again, as we, and like Cody said, he filled out the entire five blocks of, of, or six blocks of this, uh, of our picks. So I was, I was inclined to do the same, but, uh, I still think we have a lot of great stuff in here for you to be able to bet. Yeah, I'm excited. And again, I think that building some of these bets, assuming Kyle wins and getting better numbers on other things makes it so much easier to bet on a week like this. It's not just Zane Smith and Corey Heim and Carson Hosevar are at the top of the board and you know, can't really get any value. And it's such, such a close race between the three of them. Like this really opens up things. Um, and I think that that is, is awesome. I think it's going to help a lot. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to bet on this. Uh, we do have a piece of cup series news, Rod. I don't Ooh. know. I know you've been very busy this afternoon. Yes. It just came out. So I don't know if you saw it or not right before we recorded this, but, um, 100% of the entries that this guy has made in the Cup Series, he has won, and that is Shane Van Gisbergen. <laughs> he, SVG, better known as, will be back in the Cup Series at Indianapolis Road Course in the Project 91 car again. Um, they had Justin Marks had said they had no plans to to continue with the, the Project 91 for the rest of the season at the time. Obviously, that win has sparked interest. He'll be back. Um, and then Richard Childress made it official yesterday that Brody Kostecki, who's actually, so SVG is fourth place in the point standings for the Australian Supercar Series. Kostecki is actually second place in the point standings for that series. Kostecki will be driving a third RCR entry. A freaking sweet looking car, by the way. It is a, a green, uh, I think they're doing 33, because that's usually the, the extra number that they run. But uh, it's green car, very beautiful looking, pretty cool. So both of those guys, Going to be at the Indianapolis Road Course. So that'll be uh, something to talk about coming up here in a few weeks when we uh, head off to Indy. It's like when a horse wins the Kentucky, or the, yeah, the Kentucky Derby. Oh, no, is it Belmont first? No, it's Kentucky Derby, right? It's Kentucky Derby, then it's Belmont, and then it's Preakness. Yeah, it's like, it's like when, when. I feel uh, like there's one before the Derby, isn't there? No, maybe not. No, nah, I, I think the Derby know. kicks it off. Maybe the Derby I've, I've, I've followed horse racing for all of two years. I know this. Uh, no. I bet on horse racing <laughs> about three times a year for and those that's three it. events. So uh, that's yeah, but it's like when a horse wins one of those three legs of the Triple Crown and they 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 bring it back. They're like, yeah, you know what? We'll go ahead and let it run yeah, the second leg. We originally were going to run that, but but maybe we should. But that horse got us enough money. We'll, we'll do that. So congrats, SVG. I mean, look, it's, you know, I don't know that you're going to win out on the Indy Road course, but uh, the conditions are a hell of a lot different than they were in Chicago. I, but I'm going to be excited to see what those guys get for odds. Most more excited yeah. to see what we can get for head to heads against those guys, because it's not going to be Chicago Road course again, getting ahead of ourselves. But since that news just broke right before we jumped on, wanted to touch on it quick because uh, I think it is big news, obviously. The guy won his only start in the Cup Series so far. So to have two of them now of the Australian Super Supercars guys that are, you know, very high in the points and everything, I think that's uh, pretty cool. And and again, big for NASCAR, and it gets those continents over there, right? Australia, New Zealand, they're going to be watching from over there, get things in, uh, get more people. Eyes on the eyes on the sport is always good. More fans, always a great thing. We've been clamoring for it for a long time. Hopefully this produces uh, another fan base and we'll have some fun with it. So 
Um, all right, let's get to some picks. We're going to step away for a quick second, come back with our picks for this CRC Break Lean 150. But as always, let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here. And, of course, Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Plus, as we learned last week, Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on not only your favorite MLB and NFL season player props, but NASCAR props for the race. Cody and I are going to give you another set of selections for Underdog as well this week in our DFS episode so many ways to win over on Underdog, and Underdog is available in so many states. Head over now to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, well, it is, of course, the CRC Brake Lean 150 Long Pond, Pennsylvania, Pocono Raceway, 60 laps around this two-and-a-half-mile paved super speed, uh, 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 triangle track. We just talked about it. All three corners modeled after different corners in the NASCAR circuit or, of course, formerly in the NASCAR circuit. So this this track is it's storied, it's quirky, and uh, you definitely have to lean on your past experience to get around it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, track history, but even more so than that, I, I meant, wanted to mention this earlier, but I forgot, I guess. But I'll mention it now. Uh, I'm leaning more into what have you done for me this year, especially in so in the Cup Series, it was what have you done for me this year, but also what have you done in the history of the track? Even though it's a newer car, the track is still very much the same, and, and I think things are a lot the same there. It's the same guys year after year for the most part. Truck series is a lot different, right? You get a lot of new faces, get a lot of new names. Some guys, right? Zane Smith has been around for a few years at this point, and guys like Kyle Busch have driven on this track a lot in the Cup Series and in the Truck Series, so those can be noted. But I do think that there is a lot to uh, what have you done for me lately as well. Speaking of what have you done for me lately, Rod, I don't know that any driver has made me more money this season than my guy, Corey Heim. It's Heim time, and this gift-wrapped present from Caesar Sportsbook, plus 150 to finish in the top five, Rod. Just to finish in the top five, he doesn't have to win the race, doesn't have to finish in the top three. Just go out there and get a top five finish. Yes, I know that there's three Cup Series guys in this field. Let's, let's visit them really quickly. Kyle Busch probably will win this race, right? Good chance. Could be beaten, though, for sure going to take one of those top five spots almost assuredly, right? Unless he gets caught up in a wreck, has a mechanical issue. Going to be in the top five at the end of the day. Christopher Bell? Maybe. But will he be? Uh, he's talented. Yes, I get it. Things haven't been going great for him in the Cup Series. He's got one start in the Hattori truck this season. I think it was Dover, maybe, and he finished like 16th. That was nothing impressive. Ross Chastain? <laughs> I mean, it's sometimes they're good. Sometimes they suck. Like, those Nice trucks are weird because like Hosovar has been really good, but when Ross gets in them, sometimes sometimes it's good, sometimes it just sucks. So can't really count on that. So so you're telling me one cup guy is going to take that up. So I need him to finish in one of those top four spots. Maybe Bell takes one of those spots or Chastain, probably not both of them. That still leaves three other spots open. You got him and guy like Zane Smith and, and Carson Hosovar and like a Ty Majeski, yes, but Majeski can't finish races. Like it's just it's so wide open at plus 150 love Corey heim still has not finished outside of the top 15 this season other than one race at atlanta where he got caught up in a wreck early 
a super speedway, shit happens, right? Every other race, he's finished better than 15th. He's got five straight finishes inside of the top 16, coming off of a win last race, of course, at Mid-Ohio. Um, he beat Kyle Busch head-to-head at Martinsville. Yes, it was a rain-shortened race and all of that, but he stayed ahead of Kyle, outlasted him, and beat him for that win at that race. So you're giving me him for a top five. Love it. He missed a race earlier this season at Gateway. Still holds the point standings lead because he has been that good. He's been that consistent. You look at a guy like Zane Smith, and you could think, well, he'd be a great top five pick also, right? But how many DNFs does he have? How many races is he not finishing? Corey Heim does not have that problem. He is getting good, solid finishes every single week. He has, uh, again, I think Zane's still the most talented truck regular and probably still the best truck, but Heim is the more consistent guy for sure this season and is right there with Smith on that level. So plus 150 for a top five. That might be the biggest bet that I placed this weekend. I'm very, very happy to take that one. Well, I can't argue with you on Heim bets. I literally can't. It's just, you know them, you do you do them well, so I, I will go with you on that one as well with no uh, no trepidation. So, all right, for me, I got another top five that uh, I'm eyeballing. And listen, Caesars, wake up. Tyler Ankrum, not on your list for a top five. Not even on your list at all. Tyler Ankrum is uh, is 100 to 1 to win the race, but no top five odds for Tyler Ankrum. And obviously, I don't really care what they are, which is why I added them to this. I think whatever they are, it's probably good enough for you to bet them. Talked a lot about uh, as far as just history on this track and what have you done on this track. I know Co- uh, Cody's doing a lot of what have you done for me lately's. And, you know, again, it's it's factored in that as well. But there's a special kind of skill that you need to get around this track. And Tyler Ankrum actually has not done a bad job in his career on this track. Three times he's taken it as a truck series driver in uh, three different, or two, yeah, three different cars. The 17 he got second place here in 2019 in the 17 truck. Uh, in the 26 truck, he got ninth place in 2020 and fourth place in 2021. Last season, his first year in the 16 truck, but I will say that uh, I'm still not necessarily scared of Tyler Ankrum not being able to get a good finish in this race because, again, it takes a special kind of person to get around it. We just talked about the fact that Bell will be in another one of the, the trucks for uh, Hattori. Ankrum's in the other, and Ankrum has an opportunity to get around this track. He's done relatively well this season, not necessarily the season he wants. Five top 10s in 14 starts, only one top five so far this season. That came on the road course over there in Austin. But again, Tyler Ankrum's been in the mix. He's been a truck that you look up and he's there. Of course, you look up again and he's not, but unfortunately, that's just the luck of Tyler Ankrum lately but again this particular track like i said i think it takes a specific kind of muscle memory that drivers usually slip into when they get there and for tyler three of the four times that he's taken this track he's pulled a top 10 two of those have been top fives i really like the odds of that and i like the fact that no no matter where he's at and i don't know that he would be within if he's 100 to 1 to win the race that tells me that his top five odds are probably you Why know, is he not listed for the top five? I don't know. I don't know. I'm That's I'm hoping so that weird. eventually they will, and whatever the odds are for that, hop on them because I, I I really feel like this is a solid bet, no matter what the odds are for this, unless they're like 
So what? Read me off the top five odds real quick, because I don't have. A, who's the, who's the well, favorite top five? And and so what's let's he at? See. Yeah, I wanted to see too. Where's he at? You said he's he's a hundred to one on 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 not at not on Caesars. He's a hundred oh, so to one. Caesars on, just doesn't have him at all. They don't so have he, him at all. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like you, he's a hundred to one on, on top five games. odds. Kyle Busch is minus five hundred. Yeah, see, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, and then it's I mean Chastain's the next guy on the list, and he's plus a hundred. So yeah. It's all plus. So who's who's some guys that uh, that Ankrum is around on the betting? Like, give me the guys like the top three above him or something. So let me let me pull that up real quick. I I didn't have Ankrum's uh uh to win odds here on, but he's yeah, all. I the- think we could probably get a ballpark, and and of course we can uh, we'll update this in the Discord once they actually fix this and, and get odds, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, man, Rod's out here just chasing down bets that aren't even available yet. Hey, I'm trying to I give you guys it. the best. This is, so this is great. He's he's plus ten thousand to win. So what, a hundred to one to win this race? Yeah. Um, so he's around. Like, he's around Chase Purdy. He's around Tanner Gray, uh, Matt DiBenedetto. Like Purdy's above him at eight at plus eight thousand. Tanner Gray is at, uh, again a hundred to one as well. So Matt Crafton. So like one. Purdy is plus six fifty. Gray is plus seven fifty. Crafton is plus seven fifty. So let's say plus seven hundred. He's going to be somewhere in that range. I would say so. We'll uh, we'll say tentatively around plus seven hundred. Again, keep your eye out. Caesar's the only one with the odds right now, but we know Bet three sixty five will have it. Other 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 books will have it come out of, uh, eventually. Hopefully they don't listen to this first and just price that ridiculous since Rod's giving it out <laughs> ahead of time. But Whoops. obviously they're scared to take action on Ankrum top five because they're not even offering it. It's so weird. Uh, obviously I'm sure that was just a, a data entry ish error, I guess on, on someone's part, but uh, that is, that is pretty funny. Yeah. So anyways, that's my official play. No odds yet, but find them. And then when you do hop on them, love it. Okay. Next up for me, I'm sticking to that top five boat rod because I love the top five odds this week. Carson Hosevar plus 125. I'm going a little chalky as far as the, the truck regulars are considered, but I'm doing it because their numbers are inflated because Kyle Busch, Christopher Bell, Ross Chastain, the same argument for those top five spots that are going to be open. I think Corey Heim takes one of them. I think Kyle Busch takes one of them, but I think that Carson Hosevar can take another one. He started third here last year, finished fifth place. And that was or he was doing what he's been doing this season. He's got two wins under his belt now. Uh, he won at Texas earlier this season. Again, this is considered an intermediate track, right? It's not, not comparable at all, but it is still the intermediate type of package. He was good there. He won the last oval race that we had in the series, like I talked about two races ago. Uh, we hit him there at Nashville. He's got four straight top four finishes on oval tracks. I know that this is not an oval rod. It is a triangle, but it's closely enough related to an oval, more so than a road course. Four straight top fours on ovals. Let's add a triangle to that list. Plus 125. Give me Carson Hosovar for a top five over on Caesars. Spoiler alert. I had that one too. Uh, Unfortunately, I had to take it off and replace it with another one because you had it, and you're absolutely right. All those reasons is why I think uh, Josevar will get a top five. And, I mean, look, he's he's been one of those guys that has actually just made us uh, money this season, and we're going to keep riding that train as well. And let's just be perfectly honest, the books aren't giving us much more. So we'll uh, we'll continue to find the value for you, regardless of what they're giving us. Uh, fine, I'll stay in the top five market. I, I feel like we may have already played out the top fives, but, uh, again, like I said, this is, this is basically where we're living at this point. I'm going to take Austin Hill as a top five truck 
at plus 180. This will be Austin Hill's first truck race this season. But I will point to last season in which he started in the same seven truck that he'll be running this weekend. He drove that to a sixth place finish. Uh, in that field was Chandler Smith, Ryan Priest, John Hunter Nemechek. All three of those cars will not be in this as well. So uh, that gives you an opportunity to at least advance another three spots. That would get Austin Hill a third place finish. No, that's not how it works. But in a world where Chandler Smith, Ryan Priest, and John Hunter Nemechek are not in a truck race, Austin Hill had a good enough truck to finish in third place with those guys out of it. And, you know, again, like we said, we've seen this seven truck do well on uh, on the season, actually. You know, uh, Kyle Larson, right, in that seven truck at one point. Uh, and we've seen other, other folks excel in that Spire seven truck. So uh, I think you, you get it done. Actually, he's gotten it done a couple of times, too, in other rides that weren't. He got it in the 16 truck, actually, where Tyler Ankrum is in now. Uh, in 2021, he had was a, so good in that truck. Yeah. Man, he was good. Fifth place finish in 2021 here. Second place finish in 2020. So in that 16 truck, he still got two top five finishes. Uh, just outside of the top five in that seven truck. But like I said, mitigating circumstances. I don't think all those drivers... Even even a Kyle Busch, even you know Hosevar, all that we could still get Austin Hill in the top five and Anchorman in the top five and still be good to go. So that's a lot of fingers that I'm I'm missing. But hey, we gave out four top five finishes. That leaves Kyle Busch to get the other top five spot, and then problem solved. Right? We can have ourselves a good day. I, I wouldn't that. bet Kyle Busch on the top five odds. No, Minus five hundred might just be pushing a little bit too much. Uh, <laughs> that's juice for I days. Do. That's more juice than a than a kid's Austin soccer Hill. game. Yeah, exactly. Austin Hill is a guy you just can't count out. We talk about him so much in the Xfinity series. And before that, he was a truck just very, very, very good in the truck series. Um, so you cannot count him out for sure. Next up for me, I'm going to take our favorite Canadian driver, Stuart Friesen, over Parker Kligerman, minus 130. I love Parker Kligerman, Rod. But he has attempted to race in five races in the truck series this season in that 75 truck. He did not qualify for one of those races, Rod. And let me read off his finishes in the other four races. 32nd, okay, he had a bad day. 31st, bad day. 31st, that was a bad day. But don't worry, he's had 34th in his other start. Four <laughs> races, and he's not finished better than 31st in this truck. I mean, I love Parker Kligerman, and we've seen him win in this truck just last season even. But... Uh, is five five attempts didn't even make one race and four finishes 31st or worse how can you take him in a head-to-head -head? just give me Stuart Friesen right and that's not even counting what Stuart Friesen's done for you he's had a pretty good season right started fourth here last year he did end up finishing 14th but last time I checked 14th was better than 31st so you could still cash the head-to-head -head there he's got two top five finishes in the last three races though he was third place at Texas fourth place at Kansas third place at Gateway Again, not comparable to Pocono, but intermediate tracks where he had really good runs. I think he can have a decent run here, and as long as he finishes the race, the way that Kligerman season's been going for him, that's probably going to be good enough. It's just it's been a really, really rough time for that number 75 truck this season. I hate it for Kligerman because I love the dude so much, but until they get something figured out, if you're going to get him in a head-to-head -head like this, I mean, he's he's 0% at finishing better than 31st in five attempts this season. So I don't know how you can't not bet against him. So 
Stuart Friesen over Parker Kligerman, minus 130 over on Caesars. It sucks so much, though, because, you know, every time Kligerman gets out of the of the car, of the truck, or whatever whatever it is, that he he's always all smiles, but at the same time, it's like, dude, how much does that wear on you? I mean, I know you've got I know you've got the announcing job to fall back on, but like if your passion's driving and you're horrible at it for the year, like how much solace it's, does it's been equipment more than anything? Mm-hmm. Like it's just even in the Xfinity series, like just failures and or getting caught up in wrecks, like just can't catch a break. But what do we like to do with guys who can't catch a break, whether it's their fault or not? Keep gotta fade them in head to heads and you're getting him against Stuart Friesen, who's a pretty good driver. Like, I was almost shocked that this was even an option. I, I don't, I don't fully understand why. I guess I'd have to go see how Kligerman finished here last year, but I don't care at this point. Like, based on how things are going this season, it doesn't matter to me how he finished last year. Yeah, and again, I just that's it's a tough pill to swallow, but I mean, we're gonna swallow it anyways, and pretty much cash it. So that's that's where we're at there. Um, all right, my head-to-head, my first head-to-head of the of the day, I'm going to take uh, Zane Smith over Christopher Bell, minus 115 over on Caesars. This is the least juice of all of them as far as uh, Zane Smith, or the the this is the best price that you can get, I think, for Zane Smith over Christopher Bell because uh, the other ones aren't even giving you close to this. And here's the thing about, about Zane Smith, right? Obviously, we know he's one of the hotter drivers in the circuit on a tear, Two wins, seven top tens in 14 starts, seven top fives. So when he finishes inside the top 10, he's not just finishing inside the top 10. He is part of the top five in those. And more often than not, he's part of the top three. And then even then, he's part of the top two. Like Zane Smith, really fantastic. Bounced back over the last couple of weeks after a stretch of four just miserable races, right? 22nd at Darlington, 32nd at North Wilkesboro, 23rd at Charlotte, 20th at the Gateway. But... He's been runner-up in both Nashville and Mid-Ohio. So Zane Smith back to his, well, back to his old form that he started out the season where he was first, second, 20th, eh, first, and then third, third, and a whole bunch of other good stuff in there. I mean, you almost don't necessarily have to make the case for Zane Smith. He makes it himself, which is fantastic. Uh, But, you know, you do it anyways. Pocono's a little bit tricky for him. Uh, eh, tricky, tricky triangle. Uh, he has taken the track three times. <laughs> I see what I did there. Uh, he finished 14th, 8th, and 13th. So all within, uh, you know, not, but he actually started on the pole last season before ending up 13th the first time he was in that 38 truck. Uh, so, you know, not necessarily the greatest of days for Zane Smith, but again, I think he's back to it. I think he's one of the hotter drivers when he's on it. And, Mixing in a little bit of Cody's what have you done for me lately? Well, he's only finished runner-up in both races that he's been in. So I think a top five is not out of the realm of possibility for Zane Smith, which means it would take Christopher Bell sort of a Herculean effort to get up there. He's run one cu- or truck race this season, rather. That was at North Wilkesboro in that 61 truck. He did finish 16th in that. He's not a truck series regular, and I get it. The reason that he is the favorite in this one is because uh christopher bell ran the uh the truck series race here a couple of years he finished 10th and 2016th and then he finished first in 2017 uh in the four truck kbm trucks too yep in the four truck so yeah he's not running a kbm truck this week it's going to be hard for christopher bell to work his way up into the top five where i believe zane will be 
even inside the top 10, if we're being completely honest, it's going to be a, a little bit of a chore where Zane will be, in my opinion, probably competing for the win, if not uh, somewhere within the top five to seven car or trucks. So give me Zane Smith over Christopher Bell, minus 115. Yeah, I, I mean, I love this bet. I, I think that Christopher Bell, obviously, he gets the name, right? He's a Cup Series guy. He made it to the Final Four last year. He's a Cup Series winner this year. He's locked into the playoffs. All that fun stuff, right? But uh, I think that Zane obviously proves on a week-to-week basis what you get. Hattori is not what the Hattori they were a few years ago when Austin Hill was winning the championship and winning all these races. Like It's just it's a different program at this point in time. That 16th place finish at North Wilkesboro tells you a lot of what you need to know, right? He started ninth, so not even a great start. He was up to third by the end of stage one, but nowhere to be found in stage two, nowhere to be found at the end of the race. And I, looking back, I was looking back at these results from North Wilkesboro too, and I think this just proves our case of cup guys don't run everything when they come down to this series. Here's the finishing results. Kyle Larson did win that race. It's Kyle Larson for one. But then it was Ty Majeski, Matt Benedetto, Carson Hosovar. Then you had Bubba Wallace. Then it was Corey Heim, Matt Crafton, Chase Purdy. Then it was Ross Chastain, Grant Enfinger. Then it was William Byron. You had all these cup guys in this race. And only one of them finished inside the top four, and that was Larson winning. All these other, you know, and William Byron in a in a KBM truck didn't even finish in the top ten. So that alone goes to show you how these races can go, especially for the Cup guys. Zane Smith, when he finishes good, like you said, it's good. if he's if he doesn't get caught up in a wreck, doesn't have a problem, he's going to be in the top five. Like it's it's that good of a case. I don't expect Bell to be up there. Uh, it's all fun that he gets to come out and do a ride and all that stuff, but I don't expect a crazy run from Bell, much like he didn't have earlier this year. Next up for me, I'm going to go over to Jake Garcia and take him over Tanner Gray, minus 110. You know how much I love Taylor Gray. My love for Tanner Gray is not as deep, but Jake Garcia has shown me a lot this season. 18-year-old kid, remember he was 17 when they went to Daytona. Chase Elliott drove that truck at Daytona because Garcia was not allowed to race, wasn't old enough to start the season uh, at a track like that because he was only 17. But since he has been able to race uh, the second event on, he's got six top 10 finishes in 13 races. He only has two finishes worse than 20th all year. He just turned 18, Rod. He's getting to the end of these wild, crazy, messy truck races week in and week out. Tanner Gray has had some flashes, right? He had some really good finishes, especially early in the season but it's been rough for him lately. Um, He did have three top five finishes, actually, to start the season, but 11th place at Nashville is his best finish in the last six races. He's been 18th or worse in the five of those six races outside of Nashville. So Garcia has been consistent, and he's kind of trending up a little bit, and Gray started out good and has dipped down a little bit here lately. I'm going to take the guy that's on the upward path. Give me Jake Garcia over Tanner Gray. This matchup is actually over at Superbook. They do have some matchups over there. Nothing else just yet for the Truck Series, but uh, Jake Garcia over Tanner Gray. This one will have you watching 10th to 20th on the board most likely throughout the day, uh, but it's a fun one, and I do really, really like Garcia in this matchup. I think that uh, that he has got the better truck. He's been more consistent. Uh, I guess you could make the case for I was going to say his teammate, Christian Eckes, has been really fast, but uh, Tanner Gray's teammate, Corey Heim, might have heard of him. He's been pretty good this season, too. So They're b- from good stables, but uh, Garcia's definitely been making the most of his ride so far this season, where Gray, as of late at least, it's been much rougher for him. 
I'll take it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, we love Taylor more than Tanner. Sorry, Tanner. I, I don't. I don't know. You. Pro- I'd have a beer with you, but I'd want to have a beer with your brother more. Uh, Although, as well, Tanner might be old enough for a beer. Oh Taylor shoot, that's right, not Taylor. Not. Well, <laughs> Tanner. I think Tanner might be old enough. We'll yeah. have to double check. We'll have to look at that. Uh, fine, I'll have a beer with you and uh, root beer with your brother. I don't care. Uh, all right, my next one is why books I, I think are looking at average finishing positions for these matchups more than anything, and that is Christian Eckes over Nick Sanchez, minus 110. We just got done talking about KBM trucks being dominant, but not the way they were back in the day. Obviously, this move to Chevy may have uh, prompted a little bit of a, of a decline in the KBM stable, uh, but listen, here's the thing about it. Christian Eckes this year, for all that he's done, Right, He's got two wins on the year. He's got seven top 10 finishes, five top five finishes. His still, his average finishing position is 13.6, where you turn to a guy like Nick Sanchez. He doesn't have any wins, but he's got seven top five, 10s, two top fives. His average finishing position, 13.3. So, books give the edge to Sanchez, but not so fast. We know that Sanchez is still a young driver. He has yet to take Pocono as a truck driver, and Again, the learning curve on this track is huge. It is very difficult for young drivers to be able to, to navigate this with any sort of... There's, there's three learning curves. Yeah, look at you. Uh, yeah, three learning curves on this one, and they're all different. So for him to be able to, to get this on the first try, I think it's a tall ask for him. As for Christian Eckes, on the other hand, he actually has three solid finishes on this track. He had a fourth place in 2019 in that 51 Kyle Busch truck, uh, but he turned around and had a 33, 33rd place finish after he crashed out uh, of the 2020 race. He did lead 10 laps in that in, again, a Kyle Busch truck. Uh, but in the 98 truck in 2021, he had a 12th place finish last season in the number 98 truck, he had an eighth place finish after a fifth place start, but he did lead five laps along the way. Talk about knowing this track, talking about being able to get around inside the top 10 in this track. Christian Eckes can do that. Of course, like I said, he's got two wins on the season, so obviously he's been running well. Unfortunately, three races in which he did not finish uh, this year sort of got him twisted a little bit more than I think what needs to be. But again, we know that Christian Eckes is good enough to put in solid finishes three of the last four have been top 10 two of those have been top fives he got a second place at gateway third place at mid ohio um and look it's not like nick sanchez is running poorly either four races in a row he's got top tens but three of those have been barely top 10 finishes two ninths and an eighth only one has been a top five finish and that was a third place at nashville so both of them have been running running well but it's just that Eckes has been running better in those races. I think that trend continues, and I think you take him over Christian San- or over uh, Nick Sanchez at minus one ten. Yeah, I like it. I, I think that that's that's the right side to play. Again, both guys have had a lot of success, but man, when Eckes is on, Eckes is on. He's had a rocket ship, uh, and so I, I think that is the right way. Going back to Tanner Gray real quick, twenty four, old enough to have a beer. Here's some fun facts, Rod. Ooh, I'm ready. Uh, Gray is the youngest professional driver to win a national event in NHRA history and the youngest driver to win an NHRA season championship. So maybe he wasn't he the one that was going through the sand two weeks ago at uh, at uh, Mid-Ohio. Both so obviously that, uh, that pedal to the metal experience he's got in NHRA trans, uh, transferred right over to the truck series race there at Mid-Ohio. So uh I did not know that about Tanner Gray. Pretty cool. NHRA 
champion, youngest ever and youngest ever winner. I, cool. I hold the record as the youngest driver ever back, ever to back his Jeep into a safflower field on a farm. I, I think that's that's where my claim to fame is. So you won't yeah, I think see I that. was about uh, I think I was about 14 when I backed my mom's minivan into the garage that didn't open all the way. Ah. So I might have some type of record there too. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll just go with that as, as those are our records. Maybe not quite as impressive as Gray, but uh, yeah, shit happens. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You tell me. I think it's still pretty damn impressive that I lived through that. Honestly, is really what yeah, we're going for. Nah, there you go. Uh, okay, next up for me. This is a really tough one, but I do like it. I'm going to take Corey Heim to win Group G over on Caesars. It's plus three hundred. So the way that I am approaching this bet rod is if kyle bush is going to win this race right how can i get plus money on Corey heim to be the next best truck how can i bet on Corey heim to finish second place to kyle bush this is the way to do it not an easy group by any means it's zane smith the best other regular truck series guy in the field right christopher bell who is still a cup series guy coming down and carson hosevar who i just made a case was also going to be in the top five I would not be surprised, especially Zane and Hosovar, if they're both in the top five with Heim. I think it will be close. But with Heim being, I believe Heim is actually the longest shot. Let me pull that group back up. I think he is the longest shot in this group, which is even crazier. Um, group G, he is the longest shot. It's Smith, Bell, Hosovar, and then Heim. So for getting him as the longest shot, when in my opinion, he's the best driver out of all of them, uh, especially as far as his results have been spoken lately. He's the point series leader or point standings leader, right? It's much like the William Byron thing, just still not getting the respect from the books at the top like he should be. So give me Corey Heim to win Group G plus 300. I think this is one that you can cash a solid plus money, even if Kyle Busch wins this. And if a guy like Heim ends up winning the race instead, this bet still cashes. So it, it allows you to, again, much like Max Verstappen in F1, if you need to try and build around Max winning, this is how you can build around Kyle winning and still hit a good, solid, positive play. I expect Corey Heim to be fast. I expect him to be good like he's been every single week. Give me Corey Heim to win Group G, plus 300 over on Caesars. I love it again. I can't complain with your Heim bets. I honestly can't, and I won't. So we'll, we'll continue to let those roll. Uh, speaking of letting those roll... Fine, books, if you're not going to give me a plethora of stuff to bet on, I'll just keep going back to the old faithful. And uh, that, of course, is my uh, winning car bet over under. So, again, we talked about how do you win money when Kyle Busch is going to probably walk away with this. Well, and if he doesn't, this is how you do it, too. You you pick a bet on the rest of the field. Because, listen, even they also have um, Kyle Busch versus the field bets on this as well. Kyle Busch versus the field. Kyle Busch is at plus 150. The field is at minus 180. That is still not good enough to bet because the rest of the field is still, I don't want to pay minus 180 on the rest of the field. It seems ridiculous to me to do so. So uh, I will take almost even money plus 100 for the winning car number under 41 and a half. I will put it in perspective this way. There are only 12 trucks over that mark, over the 41 and a half mark. Yes, Kyle Busch is one of them. Yes, Parker Kligerman is one of them. I'm just kidding. Uh, yes, Ben Rhodes. Yes, Ty Majeski. All those are over that, right? But really, the only one you're scared of is Kyle Busch. 
this gives you the entire field at plus money, right? You're sort of, you're betting the Kyle Busch versus the field, but you're getting it at plus 100 instead of minus 185. So any one of the trucks basically uh, above this line, which includes, right, the 38 of Zane Smith, which includes Corey Heim, which includes uh, any number. Grant Enfinger can win this race, right? We've seen him do it before. Carson Hosevar is above that line, but just, you know, by barely. Uh, but I still think you have a very powerful group of drivers above this 41 and a half line. And like I said, you're sort of getting it at the field. Even Ross Chastain, if you really want to get froggy, is just below that that mark. I don't think he's going to do it, but he's at 41. That's 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 the delineating line. The book said to themselves, "Well, we could add Ross Chastain and put this at 40," and then everybody laughed and they're, <laughs> "No, good, put it at 41." So, yeah, you get Chastain if if something happens. But like I said, you get Smith, you get Purdy. You get Eckes, you get uh, all these other guys, Enfinger, that can very much win this race. Austin Hill, as we talked about, being a top five truck. So it's a pretty stacked deck under 41 and a half. And if Kyle Busch does slip up and not win this race, one of those other guys is going to grab it because I don't think one of the 12 above that mark is going to grab this race from those guys. Uh, what number does Corey Heim drive, Rod? Corey Heim drives the number 11 truck, by the way. Okay, I like that bet, then. <laughs> Uh, I'm just telling you, like I said, Heim is in that mix. So you have to like this bet. So I, like I said, the numbers bets, they'll get old eventually. And you guys will tell me to get off of them. But um, if they keep cashing, why, why for would you, you get off of something that keeps cashing? It's like the classified finishers bets in F1. It cashes almost every single time. Why would you, you know, fastest pit stop cashes every single time? Why not just keep hitting on it, Rob? Because, Cody, we're here for entertainment. We're not here to win people money. We're here for entertainment. <laughs> it's not entertaining to hear me say number bets every single time, is it? It's entertaining to win money every week, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Uh, yes, it is. So, uh, all right. We got winners to get to, but we also have a fun show to introduce you to before that happens. Here it is. Hey everybody, if you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues, and or you're a whiskey fan, yes exactly, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab. Market movers, after all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J-Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old-fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. Congrats to Justin and Miranda. They have celebrated a year of shows on the old-fashioned fantasy football feed. Uh, that's a big accomplishment. Lasting a year in podcasting is, is pretty much the pinnacle of what you can do as a young podcast because making it a year as we both know cody is uh is a chore in and of itself so congrats to them for being able to do that and many more to come they have not slowed down at all and i love it yeah it's huge it's awesome props to them uh man i, I love their show i'm excited hoping uh I was texting justin today hoping to meet him this weekend so that's gonna be fun definitely share some pictures on social if we do um but yeah I'm, i think it's 54 days but who's counting right till the nfl starts uh, I think that Justin just roped me into another league, <laughs> despite the fact that they like to talk about how many leagues I'm in. Oh, well, let's go. It's almost fantasy football season. Start listening to them now. They uh, do a killer job each and every week. 
love all their stuff. And uh, again, man, learned so much about bourbon as well during this time about different old fashions and, and what these uh, different different breweries, the histories of them, and and what the what they taste like, the flavor profiles, all that fun stuff. So, uh, man, yeah, check out their show. It's uh, it's a great time. I cannot wait for all of that. They gave out some really good advice too. And by the way, uh, Justin and Miranda, I too am not allowed to load the dishwasher. So uh, listen to the podcast for that and you'll, you'll figure out why. Uh, all right, yeah. Cody, enough of what I can't do. Uh, let's turn our attention to what we can do. And that's, like we said, win your money. Who's going to win this race? Well, Rod, like I said, we have not missed an outright in the truck series since June 3rd. And there's two guys that have taken care of those outrights for us. I'm on both of them this week. Again, be forewarned, Kyle Busch could win this race, but two of the last 10, keep that in mind as you place these bets. Other guys, him, it happens. Carson Hosevar, plus 850 over on Superbook. Um, love Carson Hosevar this week. I already talked about him earlier. He has been really, really good lately. He's got two wins on two intermediate tracks at Nashville, at Texas, four top or four straight top four finishes on oval tracks. Love Hosevar this week. He continues to show speed, continues to show grit. I think that he could outduel Kyle Bush in this race. Plus 850, I like him. And why the fuck is he 10 to 1, Rod? Corey Heim, sign me up, baby. 10 to 1 over on Superbook. What are we doing? This is a gift from the heavens. Thank you to the gambling gods. I will be placing a large bet on Corey Heim to win this race. 10 to 1. I cannot love Corey Heim enough. Who beat Corey Heim earlier this season at Martinsville? Or who beat Kyle Bush earlier like, this season at Martinsville? Nobody rather. Did. Nobody. That's right. Nobody beat Corey Heim. That's what I was going for, Rod. Uh, but he beat Kyle Bush in that race. Kyle Bush does not scare me. Again, you won't be shocked if he wins, right? But based on where these prices are, this you you don't get Corey Heim ten to one. I mean, we got him seven to one last race. He won, and now he's ten to one. So I, it doesn't make any sense. Carson Hosevar plus eight fifty. Corey Heim plus a ten to one. Don't even need a long shot because one of these two guys is bringing it home this weekend. Indeed. And listen again. I I very much am with you on the Heim bet. Ten to one is is fantastic odds for that. Um, and so you know, like I said, this is this is a good one. But I will say we got creative. Uh, when it comes to betting on Kyle Busch to win this one, because you even at plus one fifty, it's it's just not worth it when anything can and would happen to him. Obviously, even last year he didn't win this race. It was uh, uh, John Hunter Nemechek that actually won this race last year, uh, and and Kyle Busch came in second. So and Kyle Busch led twenty laps of this, but John Hunter Nemechek actually just came out and beat him and uh, and took the win away from him. But I will say that. It's plus 150 for a reason, right? We honestly think that Kyle Busch, anytime he gets behind the truck, can win. Yes, that is true. Does it happen very often lately? No, but if he does, you don't want to be on the wrong end of it, but you also don't want to pay 150 for it. So what do you do? Well, you do this. You take Kyle Busch to win both the cup and the truck races here. Caesars is giving you a boost, plus 1650 to win both of these races. Cody alluded to it earlier and that we took... A similar bet last week where John Hunter Nemechek was going to win the Xfinity. Martin Truex was going to win the Cup. It happened. 30 to 1, baby. That's I mean, this is not as sexy as a 30 to 1, but it's way better than plus 150 for Kyle just to win this race. 
Now, go back and listen to the Cup Series for all of the track stats for Kyle Busch in the Cup Series, but I will say that here on Pocono, he is amazing, right? He has got four wins since 2017 on this track. He's finished second. He's finished fifth, ninth, third, a couple of ninth place finishes several times over, 18 top tens and 35 starts. Last year, he finished second to Denny Hamlin but got disqualified so, again, you can tack that on. So, of the last three races, he's crossed the finish line no worse than second in the Cup Series. As far as the Truck Series goes, well, the same can kind of be said for that as well. In five races in the Cup, or in the Truck Series, rather, he has finished worse than second place once. In 2017, he crashed, uh, but he led 32 laps in that race. Uh, he started second, finished 25th, but again, uh, he was wrecked, and that was the way that he ended up losing that. But in the last two races, last year, or 2021 especially, started 22nd, finished second. Dude's got raw speed. He can win this race. He can most certainly come out and dominate, like Cody said, lead every lap, win this race. That is highly probable. So if he wins on the, the first track of the trucks, then you get that first leg. Now all you got to do is just sit back and hope that he wins the cup race, which, again, something he can do, uh, and you get both legs of this and you get 1650. So instead of just, you know, having him win one, he'll win both and then you'll be happy. So I really think this is going to happen. I think it's a good way to, to try to make it work for you should he do should he win this this race. I mean, it worked last week, Rod. We did it this exact type of bet. You take the guy that you don't like his odds outright, but you think he's probably going to win the race. And if he does, it checks one box, and then you just need one other thing to fall in place, and you're at plus 1650. If it doesn't, you've got guys like Hoselvar and Heim that you're hoping cover those bets for you anyways. So I think it's a win-win. I think that this is the right way to to play uh, a Kyle Busch to win this, and you still get some skin in the game, right? Um, and, and you can still have that positive result from him winning this truck race on Saturday. Indeed. Uh, all right, get out your pen and paper. We're going to go over the bets for this CRC Brake Lean 150 from the Pocono Raceway in Long Pond, Pennsylvania. Cody started you out with Corey Heim. I swear to God, Cody, I'm going to I'm gonna get not trip over those one of these days. Uh, Cody gave you Corey Heim as a top five truck at plus 150 over on Caesars. I said <laughs> Tyler Ankrum was going to be a top five truck. I'm laughing because Cody wrote plus 700 maybe in the sheets. I mean, we don't. That's, you know, our rough guesstimate on what his odds will be. <laughs> his odds are not out yet, but whatever they are, and if they're plus 700 for sure, jump on those. That's fantastic odds for a Tyler Ingram top five car, or truck, rather. Uh, Cody gave you Carson Josevar as a top five truck at plus 125 on Caesars. We're filling out the top five. I'm giving you Austin Hill as a top five truck at plus 180 on Caesars. Cody's giving you Stuart Friesen over Parker Kligerman at minus 130 over on Caesars. I'm giving you Zane Smith over Chris, uh, Christopher Bell at minus 115 on Caesars. Cody's giving you Jake Garcia over Tanner Gray at minus 110. I'm giving you Christian Eckes over Nick Sanchez at minus 110. Cody said that Corey Heim is going to win Group G on Caesars at plus 300 over Zane Smith, Christopher Bell, and Carson Hosevar. I said that the winning car will be under 41 and a half if it's not Kyle Busch. Uh, that is at plus 100 on Caesars. And then, of course, Cody's giving you 
Carson Osevar at eight eight well, and a half to stop one. Stop the presses. Stop the presses. Oh, oh, oh. What did what happened? Barstool Sportsbook has come out with their odds. Oh. I am updating this. Carson Hosevar, twelve to one. What? And Corey Heim, eleven to one. Sign me the fuck up. Change the official plays. Holy hell. Thank you, Barstool. They must have just posted their odds in the last few minutes. So uh as soon as you listen to this, go jump on those because Wow, I was shopping around to see if your Ankrum uh, top five was posted anywhere. Still else, nothing, huh? Saw that. I have not found anything yet, but I did find those updated odds. So, hello, thank you, and yes, please. All right. Well, there it is then. Uh, Corey Hyman at eleven to one. Carson yeah. Osevar at twelve to one. That's Dang, perfect. DraftKings too. They're they're both eleven to one on DraftKings. So perfect. yeah, there's some places to shop around. So perfect. definitely do so. And then I gave you the Bush to win the Cup and Truck Races at sixteen fifty plus sixteen fifty on Caesars. That will wrap up our bets for the CRC Break Lean 150. Cody, okay, I got a little more excited about it after reading them off. I wasn't too thrilled about it going into it, but you have made me very excited for this, uh, and I hope the listeners feel the same now. There is six. Well, we've been saying six all week. Really, it's seven because it's a double IndyCar weekend, which I'm going to be at in person. It's going to be a lot of fun. Seven races to bet on this weekend, Rod. Nothing has me as excited to bet as the Truck Series does. Love the odds we're getting this week. I'm feeling really good about this. We've been doing very, very well in the truck series lately. I think that's going to continue here on Saturday. And, uh, you know, it's it's going to be Heim time yet again, I think. Heim time yet again. Uh, all right. Well, as we prepare for the next race, should be Xfinity coming out next uh, because that's really what it is. I think at this point there are some odds out there. Maybe Tyler Ankrum top five odds will be out on that instead. I don't know. Whatever. Um, Maybe we'll have an update on what the odds are by the time we record that. So I would hope that, for would, that one. Tune in for that. And one. here's a little teaser for you. I'm committing a cardinal sin. I may fire myself after I place one of the bets in the Xfinity show. Ooh. So uh, there's a little teaser for you. Tune in and see uh, what, what bet I might be taking. Even I'm excited about that one. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, then, as we show ourselves the door, Cody, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. And don't worry, guys. We'll be back again tomorrow with some Xfinity picks. Yes. Follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Ton of stuff going on. Ton of stuff out. Going to be at the IndyCar races this weekend. Like I said, I'll be there Saturday and Sunday. So stay tuned to my social. Follow the NASCAR gambling at NASCAR gambling as well at F1 gambling pod. We'll have stuff on all of that. Uh, we'll be back with Xfinity DFS. IndyCar, if we can ever get odds for that. We'll have a special episode of the F1 Gambling Podcast for that. Man, go back and listen to yesterday's Cup Picks. SRX on that one as well. What a freaking weekend of racing. Pumped up. This is going to be the truck race. going to be my favorite one. Um, I will be at Iowa Speedway, and I'll have to be finding a way to watch that as I'm watching IndyCar, but uh, I think I can make that work. I think you can. I know you can, as a matter of fact. You've got a phone, so you can do that. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link at the bottom everything I got going on, whether it's here, back on the back road, and in between media with Seth and Elliot this week to talk Pocono. And then, of course, check out Fast Money on For Frequency's Sake. It's on my YouTube, uh, it's on their YouTube channel. It'll be on my Twitter. And then I made my uh, Odd Shopper debut doing uh, women's soccer, of all things. Find that, the link to that, on my Twitter as well. We'll be back tomorrow, like we said, with some Xfinity odds for you and some picks for you as well. So until then, everyone, let's go racing and let it ride. Oh,